Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. We are thrilled to join you on 610 AM ESPN Radio, ready to help you move into the weekend, talking about your Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Jeff, how good does that sound for me to say? It sounds great. I'm just very tired at this point. It's, it's like, been a it's week. It's exhausting, isn't it? It's It's been a tiring yeah. week. Um, we'll get into everything if uh, you're driving in the car if you're listening uh, on the radio, give us a call. Tell us your story, 888-728-9941. Where did you watch the game? What was your reaction when it ended? Did you go to the parade? What has this meant to you? Jeff, what a game. <laughs> it was kind of like we talked about. I was basically, I didn't have a blanket, but I was kind of chewing my nails off hiding at the end of it. <laughs> um, what a week. So let's recap what happened here. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of amazing. Well, for anybody anybody that doesn't believe it, we'll just tell you again. They won. I didn't want to go to sleep. I didn't want it to not be real. I was very excited. You to wake up and find out that Brady completed the pass in the end zone and the two-point conversion. Or that he caught the one that he dropped that was yeah. thrown to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, or any of a couple other things that, that could have happened. Hey, how, uh, how about his uh, ex-girlfriend throwing a little shade his way? To yeah, him? that was rough. <laughs> You know, kicking a man when he's down. Yeah. Just, just lost one of the biggest games on TV. <laughs> Brett? Wait, what happened? Uh, go ahead, Jeff. So, so Bridget Monaghan, uh, his ex-girlfriend, I think he has his first uh, child with her, uh, made a comment about that somebody should, I think it was, um, who was it? I forget the receiver. You should but know the things that you're talking I, I, I about don't before remember, you say But she said, she said he should take uh, catching lessons, receiving lessons. Oh, from Antonio Brown. Yeah, Antonio Brown. That's yeah, it was kind of rough. Um, uh, Malcolm Jenkins <laughs> talked a little smack to him uh, when he went by after Brady dropped the ball. I, he reminded when what he was. What did he say? Uh, he said, "Oh, Tom!" Like he kind of got in his head a little bit because Jenkins reminded later in an interview that two years ago in New England they ran that play and completed it. Uh, so little little throwback there. Where'd you watch the game? At my house. Okay, and th- that's because you can't watch with others, right? Like I just. <laughs> The Super Bowl, there's there's parties, and parties are for when you have no interest in the outcome of the game. But when you have an interest in the outcome of the game, it's very hard to watch at a party, no matter how much you like the people you're around, because it's a social experience. When, when you're watching a game and you care about the game, for a lot of sports fans, it's hard to be social. I was very unsocial. I, I mean, the, the thought of, of, heaven forbid, they lose or something disastrous happens— the last thing you want to do is be with people. It, and distractions, too. I hate distractions. Brett, where did you watch the game? I watched it with my grandma and my dad. Away from away from the party. Are they Eagles too. fans? I know that you're kind of an Andy Reid fan and jump on anything that's moving. Are the, are, 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 <laughs> I'm so <you>, cheap. <laughs> but are your is your grandmother and your, your dad, are they Eagles fans? My grandma sort of is. She was always Peyton Manning anywhere he went. Okay, he didn't come. He didn't come to the Eagles, you know. But we were all rooting for the Eagles. You know that he didn't come to the Eagles, right? What's that? You know Peyton Manning didn't come to the Eagles, right? No, I know. My grandmom's like, I don't have a team, so I'll just go with the Eagles. So, so so here's the answer. If I were Brett, I would have given. My my grandmom lives in South Philly. Is that correct? New Jersey. Oh, South Jersey. Yeah. Okay. So my grandma lives in South Jersey, and so she rooted for the Eagles. Yes. That would have that would have been so much quicker, Brett. (laughs) We could have gotten to the point there. My bad. Be better next time. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I can't watch with others. It may have looked like I was praying at times on my knees, you know, leading on the Ottoman, uh, hoping that something good would happen. Um, but th- we had talked a lot about what the game would be. Mm-hmm. And it kind of went the way that you talked about. 
Yeah, I mean, there there weren't many surprises except for the play. You know, except for except for the Philly special, which nobody could have expected. So Eagles lost the coin toss. Normally, yeah. they like to win and defer. They got mm-hmm. the ball first, and they go down the field, and all of a sudden, you have a penalty on Zach Ertz that takes them out of position for a touchdown, and they kick a field goal, and you're like, oh, okay, what's this? And, and then, you know, you hold New England to a field goal, and you're like, okay, no problem. Come back, you have to play to Alshon Jeffrey, you're up 10-3, and you're like, right. okay, this is going to be something. Mm-hmm. And you're watching it, I mean, the Eagles' defense got roasted at times. <laughs> it's the most points ever given up by a losing team, ever. Not just playoffs, not just Super Bowl. They gave up over 600 yards. I mean, it... It, it was bend, break, and everything else. I mean, there were barely any punts in the game. It, it, they, they did not punt. Uh, and if, if, I, if I would have told you that the Eagles won a Super Bowl in which Tom Brady threw for 500 yards, New England didn't punt once and only had one penalty, what would you say? I would have w- smacked you and woke you up. You would have said, no way, right? <laughs> right. There's no way that could have happened. Well, well, but wait. it did. But well, it did. And, and, and Foles was incredible. He was in total command of that game in a way that went even when he was here the first time I never expected it that kind of confidence was when when you when Foles would go well he would go well and you'd go okay he was fine when Foles would go poorly you'd go he'd be the he'd have that deer in the headlight look kind of like Sam Bradford used to have but nobody could have ever expected that level of confidence out of him his uh, obviously MVP of the game. Mm-hmm. His final postseason numbers were 77 for 106 for 971 yards. He had nine incompletions the entire postseason. <laughs> I mean, it just and by the way, as as much as that's a credit to him, that's also a credit to the receivers because Nelson Aguilar had nine receptions, I believe, in the last seven games last year, and he had nine receptions in the Super in Bowl. the Super Bowl. Yeah, and look, the matchups. And, you know, we're going to have Matt Light calling in probably in a minute. Uh, we do uh, have callers on hold. We'll get them on shortly. We're just waiting for Matt Light to jump on with us after our initial potential wager a few weeks ago. It's ironic that we're going to have a Patriot on first, huh? Yeah, that is kind of <laughs> interesting. But I got questions for him because the decision by Bill Belichick not to play Malcolm Butler was baffling. pretty baffling. baffling. But, I mean, it, it put Eric Rowe on an island with the Eagles receivers. And if there was anybody in that secondary that the Eagles knew, it was Eric Rowe. He was their guy. I mean, we drafted him. And so the first touchdown to Alshon was on him. Right. Uh, there was a matchup with, with, and Patrick Chung, too, was forced into a role that, that he wasn't necessarily comfortable with. And so that decision was completely baffling to me. Butler had struggled some this season. But it wasn't like they told him in advance. Apparently, they told him right before kickoff. Malcolm Butler apparently took all the first-team snaps all week. So, I mean, if you looked at the adjustments that the Patriots made, what was the first big adjustment they made? They they moved Gilmore to Jeffrey, and that kind of shut him down. So if if they had had Butler in the whole game, unless there is something physically wrong that we don't know about, it, it... it doesn't make sense to take out a guy, especially a guy who three years ago was the hero of the Super Bowl. And, and by the way, played 97% of all the snaps they had that year. I, I was shocked by it. I was absolutely shocked that, that they did that. Um, the Eagles really seemed to have a good feel for what the Patriots were doing in their man-to-man. 
they they really they weren't intimidated by them at all. Mm-hmm. They they knew exactly what they wanted to do. They had run their plays. Did you see that they ran fake plays? I know they ran. They, a- they did. A, they did a walkthrough in case there was another uh, tape gate. <laughs> and they, and they were honest about it. That they said that that was what it is. By the way, the legend of Doug Peterson grows every day this week, doesn't it? From 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 how he called the Philly special to the way that he was talking to Nick Foles and and trusted his quarterback and the team to everything that he has said this week. This legend of his, he he's now become the greatest coach in the history of the Eagles in two years. While we wait for Matt Light to call in at some point, uh, we do have a caller on the line. Larry, you were you came into the city for the parade, correct? Yeah, I did. Um, I grew up in South Jersey, went to Temple, like lifelong Philadelphia, but now I live in uh, New Hampshire, which is the heart of Pat Trump country. So uh, we came in for the parade, and it was absolutely incredible. I just me and my son, who's ten years old, it was. An experience unlike anything we've ever seen. So tell us about that. I mean, that's the ultimate parent. Well, first thing. off, where'd you park? <laughs> well, they drove. Did I? <laughs> you you said you drove. Where did you park? <laughs> no, no, we we flew in. Right. Uh, yeah, we flew in, and then we stayed with family in Tennessee. Oh, okay. We walked over. Yeah. So what was it like? I mean, you're a lifelong Eagles fan. There, you you dream to this day. Your son only has to wait ten years while you waited a little bit longer, and there you two are celebrating that together with uh whatever crowd estimates are of all your local friends yeah it was it was i mean my son even though he's 10 i mean he even said like pinch me like is this real like he he knows how important this is where they with like my son my aunt my uncle's cousins it was just it was incredible and you know I, I live in an area where they love to talk about how bad philadelphia is and yesterday was everything that people who don't live in philadelphia don't understand about this city and just how absolutely incredible it is and just a wonderful city. And you don't understand it unless you're here. And yesterday was the like I said, the ultimate Philadelphia day. It was just a feeling that's incredible, and it's a memory that we're going to have together forever, watching that trophy go by and have Doug hold it up. And, and it's ours. Like, it's the city of Philadelphia. That's our trophy. Nobody can take it away from us. We have our Super Bowl, and, you know, here's to more. And so when did you come in? Did you watch the game in New Hampshire and Pat's country and – Listen yeah, all yeah we watched it uh, Sunday night in Pat's country. Um, we came in Tuesday night. So with, what was uh, the mood up there after like, the game? Um, so they were, you know, they kind of looked at it as, oh, just business, we'll be back. There were some people who were kind of angry looking at me sideways. Um, <laughs> definitely got some, some sour looks. Um, my son had an Eagles uh, emblem shaved into the back of his head the week for school. So uh, he took a little bit of guff during up to the week, but then his, his friends were there. But a lot of the people up there, they just – you know they're they're complaining about the rest and all that stuff, which is odd for Patriots fans. But you know they <laughs> it was so sweet to be up there. Wait, they're complaining about the refs. There was one penalty. No, they believe that oh, more uh, should have been called against the Eagles. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, it was what was called on them? It's not enough that there was only one call against no, them. Not good yeah, enough. Okay. No, and we, I mean we planted our flags. I my outside lights, I changed them to green light bulbs. Like we let everyone know, <laughs> like where we stood. And that we were we were Eagles all the way. So. And your house was still standing still when good. you got back. <laughs> well, he has, he's not home yet, yeah. right? You're still in the yeah, city. Yeah, I got yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> well, but yeah, and I got some more stuff. It's it just it's an incredible feeling. It's it's a memory we're gonna have together. Forever. What was it like watching the game with your son? These see, these are the stories that I like, Jeff. The you know what it was like for people to be together. I mean, what was your son's reaction during this? Jeff has a younger son too, and um, you know he Jeff's son was pretty nervous. Uh, how was your son handling it? He he, he was nervous. Um, we uh, we we were very superstitious. 
Uh, my wife, usually when she's in the games, they do bad. So she came downstairs one point and he shoot her away. <laughs> um, you know, he, especially to come down to the, to the last second. I mean, it, it was just my, she sunk down. She caught a picture. I, I dropped to my knees with my hands over my head and he kind of jumped in the air. So there's this, was this great picture of me kind of on the ground and him like kind of jumping with the, the, the face of joy. It was just, you know, have him hug me and it's just, uh, it's unbelievable. I, I just, you can't, your words can't express that feeling. And just that we did it. Like we finally did it. That monkey's off our back. And like I said, there's only going to ever going to be one parade for the first Super Bowl victory. And, and we were here, were for, here it for it together it. as a family. So, yeah. So I'm assuming your kid didn't get off of school. <laughs> We got lucky. <laughs> no, we got lucky. There was a snow day, so we only missed two days. But uh, yeah, missing the missing school for the Eagles parade won't fly where we're from. I think that's a good parenting move, though. You know, you you, you kids got to learn priorities here, right? Right. I mean, it's, you you only get to do this one time. Look, you know what? School is incredibly important. Don't get me wrong, but there's my PSA. <laughs> but 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 the fact <laughs> is, you you took your son to something that he will likely remember the rest of his life. He will. No and then he was there with now, his dad. That, that's my point. Is 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 he's going to remember standing next to his dad on Broad Street or, or wherever wherever any parent was with their kid, and and their kid will always remember that moment. And and, and that's that's you know one of the things we talk about with sports is is why how, how why and how sports bring people together. How was the crowd around you? Oh, it was incredible. I mean, we were they were really playing the game, and it was like. It was like the game was all over again. I mean, we knew it was going to happen, but people were so nervous on some <laughs> touchdowns. And, hoping it and did. Point, hoping like, the result point, didn't change. <laughs> yeah, at one point we're like, we know we won. Like, it's okay. <laughs> complaining about Collinsworth, but it was just. Oh, we haven't even gotten to him like, yet. Don't worry. I, I got. Yeah. I was my my <laughs> wife was laughing. Happened. I was ready to throw stuff at the TV when he was going through the replays. I, I was just, he was driving me insane. Yeah, yeah, it was awful. But when they counted down and it was over, the crowd celebrated. It was kind of like being there with everyone again just just a happy joyous crowd it was it's incredible well we are glad That's you the, really made, the word we're glad you made it back to the city for it we're glad you got to experience with your son safe travels back and uh go fly that flag up in patriots country yes definitely thanks guys thanks for calling in yep bye jeff that's what it's about you imagine he's gonna get on that plane and this thing fly eagles fly and Look, There's going to be a lot of confused people. <laughs> we talk about the agony and ecstasy of fandom. Yes. Um, is there more of an ecstasy as a fan than what this city experienced this week? No. I mean, and, this is but, but, I mean, the first time of the first time. And, and this is different than any other sport be, because it's one game. It's not, you know, all the other sports are best out of seven. The major, NHL, NBA, MLB. This is one game. So you had the lead up for two weeks, just building the pressure, building and building and building, and the anxiety that everybody and the look on your face for the, the, the two weeks leading up to it. <laughs> and, and it's just this pot about to boil, and you, uh. you're watching for three and a half hours, even through the, the halftime show. And, and then all of a sudden, the pot just boils. It, it, just it was this blows. cautious and optimism, was, though. Like, I had, it's funny, I had. I picked them each mm -hmm. week uh, as we went along. I really felt good about some of the matchups and what they could do. And yet I kept finding myself questioning, like, am I just talking myself into this because I'm on the radio and I want to, I want the Eagles to win. And I kept coming back to, I really thought that they could match up and, and play them. Uh, but <laughs> I was nervous. It was, uh, it, I mean, look, 
that it was a history-making Super Bowl. They set or tied 17 records. 17. Yeah. That I mean, well, but only one thing matters. They won. Uh, all the records are great. I mean, we can go through them later, but it's all, all that mattered is is winning this game. And and they'll just like our, our caller just had said it, it's you're never going to have it. Let's say they win the next 6 out of 10 years. It's never going to be like this moment. You know, like I, I remember talking to some of my friends in Chicago after the Cubs won. I mean, that's a hundred years, but this is this is fifty-seven, fifty-seven years, and since it's been called the Super Bowl, the biggest event in the world, they've never won it, and now they have, and, and just that pressure and the release, the, the relief of the whole thing. It, you could see a difference in the city, which, was, you know, you, you just never think of it. You were in the city all week long leading up to it and yeah. this week. What's the, the feel been for you as a person in the city? It, it's, it's, it's been something, you know, I, I love Philadelphia. I love work. You know, I move my practice, so I spend a lot more time back in Philadelphia. And, and it's th this experience of watching people kind of come together and then it it culminate in this parade. I, I didn't go to the Phillies parade. I was at the game, but I, I didn't go to the parade, and I regret it. And 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 my son said, "Please, this is something I want to go to." And and we went in. We, we came. In, we left at five o'clock in the morning. Drove in. Uh, walked around the city in the morning. Lots of things were open, by the way. Um, it's been great for the economy. I was uh, talking to restaurants that were busy in the morning before the parade. They were busy afterwards. It was packed. I, I, I mean, mean, it was packed. Trying to get into a restaurant after after the parade was good for was Bud Light for insane. making good on their promise. To yeah, I just wish they would have done another day, but it turned out fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look at you, Mister. Yeah. You just want to you just want to drink on. I just day. Don't, I just don't think giving out free beer in, in that situation is a wise idea. But but it worked out fine. But but I'm telling you, everybody next to it, people that I would never meet in my you know ever. Just coming from all different places and being crowded into small. Nobody was complaining about being pushed. Um, it, it was just, it was all good. I didn't see a single problem. I was in Logan Square, which is a lot of people. I mean, that's like a bottleneck for where the parade was. There was just joy. And, and people were waiting for hours in the cold. It wasn't like they came and they didn't come when they were supposed to come. And, you, you know, that gets people aggravated when they're out there that long. And the cops... I have to say that, that what this city did, and the police department specifically, they were friendly. They they were dancing. I'm I'm telling you. I'm telling you, and I, you know, you saw somebody was very critical of the the use of resources on the parade. On yeah, you Facebook smacked that page. person down. You weren't and, into that at all. No, I, I you weren't. You weren't having any of that. No, I, I, and 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 I'm telling you, there's a long term benefit to this because I think that it that this brought the police community and and the city together too. I just it was just something to see, and even today. People are just talking about the parade and having a good time, and it, this this has been a week that that I don't think anybody will forget. In so time. we asked the caller. Uh, let me ask you as a dad. My my son, I obviously, you know, is his first birthday on Super Bowl Sunday, so I appreciate the Eagles giving him a present. But he was probably as excited over the tissue paper that was in the boxes that he got. Your son <laughs> was old enough to really appreciate this, and you got to see his face. What was it like to? see the joy on your son's face at the parade and and to be a part of that with him it's always worth it i mean that that to me that's what sports is 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 being able to share it and and i as much as i remember the 
the games and the plays that won it and and being there it's always been a special experience for me to see his reaction because you know when you grow up you lose a little bit of that you know the special bond with sports and because you have so many other responsibilities and stuff and when you see it through his eyes and the way I think most people see it through their kids eyes is it's there's something more pure about it and so when I see his reaction to it it kind of brings me back to my own childhood and 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 what I would have loved to see so so I I just enjoy it like I always remember the smile on his face when the Phillies want made that last out I remember I'll remember seeing the look on his face and how he jumped out jumped off the couch when when the Eagles won the Super Bowl those are the things I'll remember the look on his face when the Super Bowl trophy went by yeah 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 I mean just just the it, you know standing there and just watching them hold you know Carson Wentz was holding up this trophy when he went by us and it was just it was special we'll leave that there and head to break when we come back we'll talk more about the game the parade and more Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.NewJerseyShares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. Welcome back to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. All right, Jeff, the game itself. So Philly special is now going to live in the lore of Eagles football. Famous. Greatest play in the history of the Eagles. Right? The, the lead up was the wheel route out of the backfield to Corey Clement mm-hmm. that put them down within the 10 yard line. It comes to fourth down, fourth and one. Right. NFL films, for those who haven't seen it, captures amazing shot as Nick Foles goes to the sideline to talk to Doug Peterson and calls his own play. How great was that? How great was the filming of that and miking that up? I mean, NFL Films has been doing a great job for a long time, but to catch that, I mean, that was that was because I didn't know, uh, didn't you? I assumed that he, the Peterson, called the play. Foles and went. Foles to the, just went over. Foles to went him. to the sideline and said, "Philly, Philly," is what he said. And mm-hmm. Doug looked at him for a second and said, "Yeah, let's do it." And they did it, and they ran a play where. Clement hands the ball off to Trey Burton, who then throws it to Nick Foles, who is beyond wide open in the end zone. The video on that was hilarious. They were giving him a hard time on the bench for how he got wide open, and he was talking about how great of an acting job he did uh, before he ran out on the play. (laughs) Uh, It was gutsy. 
And and that's the you wondered when people play the Patriots, you can't win coaching scared. Right. And all season, except for in Seattle, they went for it. In Seattle, they didn't. They got conservative. And you wondered, you know, they went for it in, with Atlanta. They went for it with Minnesota. Would they be aggressive? Would they go for it in the Super Bowl? I think that game, the Seattle game, was actually important. A turning point, absolutely. Be- because I think I think he had a chance to see if I. this is what happens if I don't go for it. So so now I might as well play that way because I, I realize now that's not the way I'm going to win. I don't know if that was his thought process, but I think that that might have been. Is, is by seeing what doesn't work, it helps you determine what does work. And, and I, uh, to me, the greatest part of the, the byplay between Peterson and Foles on that one play when they caught it was how much it was clear that he trusted his backup quarterback. This, this was not Carson Wentz, who would have won the MVP if he didn't get hurt. This was the backup quarterback. And he w- how many backup quarterbacks in the NFL and how many coaches would trust their backup quarterback to call a trick play at that point? There was no— And to catch the ball. There was the no hesitation. Mm-hmm. There was no second-guessing. They played aggressive. Yeah, there they, was no pause. There was no pause by him of, of like, uh, maybe we shouldn't do this. It was— it was it processed, and then it was like, go do it. They, it seemed like if, if they were going out, they were going out. And, um, you know, it was a huge momentum change going into the halftime. And by the way, Foles did sell it well. Because, because they said, Foles said they were giving him a hard time all week. Because he wasn't selling he wasn't it the selling right it well. way. And it's important to sell it well, because one of the important things is, is that when the quarterback, when Foles moves to his right and isn't under center, it relaxes the. I heard some de- defensive backs saying that was the key because he's now selling that there's more time before they need to get ready. Yes, and there was nobody assuming, who went out to cover him right. because he was just standing behind the the lineman. Right. So he, he he's sitting there, and by him not being under center, they assume that they they have uh, this moment to relax and get ready because he's got to get back under center. And when he doesn't get under center, and they snap the ball. It, it you know when you're ready when your body's ready and then all of a sudden it relaxes itself and doesn't have time to get ready it was that split second that made all the difference we got our old pal and producer on the line dj lennox ryan are you there hey what's up man <laughs> what's going on so you were down there at the parade yesterday i was at the parade it was a lot different than i thought it was going to be all right so tell us you went your wife's a big eagles fan uh you yep. you brought your young daughter you went out there what did you see I saw a city finally come together in a positive moment instead of being negative like it is most days. It was it was great to see everyone get together. Um, like, finally, like, you know, the, the city can finally build on something instead of just saying, you know, trust the process, which I thought was great. So We'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we'll get uh, to that because Colangelo came out with a press conference earlier this morning <laughs> making news. So <laughs> we'll get to the trash that he took out later in the third segment. Um, um, what was your now wife? The parade, the parade was stopped uh, right in front of me for about ten minutes due to um, due to some little lunatic who thought it was like the World Cup and ran out screaming and hollering down Broad Street and was you know dodging and weaving the cops and then finally they tackled them. Wait, I th- Brad, and I thought you were like, good at the parade. I was good. It wasn't me. No, but Brett said that he was good, too. Was that Brett running down Broad Street? I was well-behaved. Trust me, if that was Brett, Brett would be having a little bit of road rash on the whole side of him. They, I wouldn't be they here. They tackled that kid, and he's 
skidded down the street. Ouch. So, yeah, it, it, it took it, him a few minutes to clean that up. But, I mean, it was just – it was good camaraderie. I mean, people were chucking beers at the guys from the Eagles. And, Doug Peterson had a great one-handed catch. He may want to go out for wide receiver next year on the team. Well, he was a quarterback. Just, uh, he, maybe he could run the Philly special next year. There you go. There you go. So, did you hear – and I, I, I haven't listened to the show yet, but um, – that the Eagles ran fake plays in practice yep. uh, at the Super Bowl. I did, and um, That's you know, insane. Not only is it insane, it's insane that they admitted it. Like they went out there and were just like, "Yeah, there are some people who look and potentially steal your plays." So yeah, we ran fake stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, which by the way is extra practice that you have to now you have to get the team to practice. It goes fake stuff. to show you though the level of detail that this coaching staff went to. They went to that. Mm-hmm. They were running 30-minute breaks during their practices to prepare for the longer halftime. I mean, they mm-hmm. really put an attention to detail so that these players were prepared. They already had their system installed. But, yeah, I saw that. that uh, uh, they, I guess they yeah. were over at the Mall of America or something and did, like, mm-hmm. a, a fake practice. I look at the Eagles' Super Bowl from start to finish as the perfect storm. You had some sort of situation with Malcolm Butler. So you had the best cornerback on the Patriots isn't playing, who played like 97.8 of all defensive snaps, isn't playing. Okay, you know, we'll, we'll deal with that later in the game, whatever. We'll make the adjustments. Right at the beginning of the game, Brandon Cooks, concussion, ow. I was just like, that's it, they're done. That was a huge hit by wife, Malcolm Jenkins. It, done. That, was, that was a big hit, and it changed things for them it, for the it, game. It, I, I, I mean, think when it, you rely on one guy, I mean, even Eagles. Like, I look at Nick Foles, and I was like, God, I don't know what he's going to do. You know, I looked at the NFC Championship game, and I was bored the other day. I rewatched it. You know, I DVR'd it, and I'm just looking at all the little plays, like the little dink and dunks. You know, he's going to throw it to this running back or, or, you know, this tight end. And he just opened up the field in the Super Bowl. He looked completely different. I thought it was just going to be little check downs to Earth and um, Selleck the whole game. Selleck didn't even have a catch. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. They opened up the playbook, that's for sure. Nelson Aguilar had nine catches. I don't know who, who had a bigger role in, in, the, in the Super Bowl, if it was the offensive line, if it was Nelson Aguilar, or if it definitely was Nick Foles. But, I mean, that line, no one touched him No, they, after, it, you know, the fourth quarter. Yeah, no, New England couldn't couldn't really lay a hand on him. He had all the time, and, and the, the offensive line really opened up some holes. The running game was dominant, and you had good mm-hmm. distribution. I think it was like... 25, 24 carries each for all three. You had a really three-headed monster there. Uh, how much did your wife enjoy? She's the Eagles fan of the family getting to experience all that. Well, she looked at it like this could never happen again, and she was around for the 08 parade, so she was like, you know, we should do this parade. And I'm like, you know what, we'll do it, whatever. But, you know, did the parade. She got all caught up in the moment. Did your daughter have her Eagles gear on? She did not. She was in a pink... Uh, she was in a pink um, snowsuit because it was so cold out. All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna send her an Eagles onesie Super Bowl champion courtesy of the Heart of Sports. So we'll expect oh, seeing pictures of her in it. Okay. Yeah, I won't hold my breath on it, but we'll, we'll, I can't wait. Yeah, Ouch. we'll we'll be right on that. It's coming your way. <laughs> Hang up on this guy. Um, Th- thank you, so, DJ. So here's no, 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 real quick, real quick. So going forward in the season now. Where does Jason Peters fit him in this offensive line? He seems like he wants to come back. But where does he fit with, you know? He goes back to He's still your left tackle. Yeah. You put Big B back on the bench, let him learn a little more. I mean, yeah. I he, mean, and, and most Peters has a couple more years. You want to have a sixth and seventh offensive lineman. So 
Vitae's under contract, so why wouldn't you put him back on the bench? Yeah, I, I mean, I think Peter seems motivated to come back. Um, you know, we'll we'll see. They're going to have to make some decisions, and we're definitely going to get into that in terms of what has to happen. They they lost their quarterbacks coach, John DeFilippo, which Jeff, Donna, you know, that was the one you were worried coach about it. that I didn't yeah. want to lose. But it, good for but him. Doesn't, it, doesn't the offensive uh, coordinator have a uh, interview coming up with yeah, uh, with yeah. The Frank Wright's going to interview with the Colts after Josh McDaniel backed out after apparently verbally committing he all, to the job. He, he pulled a Belichick. He did pull a Belichick yeah. and went back to New England. So if so, basically, if Frank Reich goes, you, it looks like they're trying to promote from within. Looks like Mike Groh, mm-hmm. the wide receiver coach, Maybe. is going to become the quarterback How about coach. Deuce? Don't you well, think I it's wonder Deuce whether Daly's I turn? wonder whether Deuce would be the offensive coordinator. Yeah. I, and then they go and they get a new wide receiver, a new running back coach. I, yeah. I you know, I that, would love that that could be how they go. Obviously, we'll see right now. Thankfully, we only have to do Filippo as a new uh, a new coach, but we'll see what happens. I mean, look, McDaniel backing out of that job was big. That's huge. It threw everything into chaos, mm-hmm. and 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 now you're back to interviewing again. Well, and, and, and he sc- he screwed a bunch of offensive and defensive assistants too because they actually hired a staff. Yes. And, and now those guys have to wait around to see whether or not the new coach is going to keep them on. Yes. And oh. and the Colts spent this move. money, and and they're if if the new coach doesn't want them, then they got to pay two sets of coaches. So the Colts are going to pay Andrew Luck twenty four million dollars next year, and they don't know if he'll be able to play. The Eagles are going to pay Nick Foles and Carson Wentz combined fourteen point nine million. I mean, that's the, the. How much is Garoppolo getting? Uh, he's so he'll get forty-two point six million next he's not, year. He's not down counting of his hundred and thirty-seven million dollar contract with the Niners. But I mean, it goes to show you, you know, that there's going to be they're going to have to do something in terms of Carson Wentz long term, and you'll have contracts. Yeah. But you know, we'll we'll get into that in future weeks. Rod, thanks for giving well, us a call. We're glad you could be down there yeah. for it. All right, guys. I'll uh, I'll see you next week. Have a great one. All right, bud. See ya. Jeff, when uh, when you were down there with with your son, um, were you thinking of Matt Light? Was I thinking of Matt Light? I was thinking a little bit about him. You were. Uh huh. He's on the air for you to talk to him. Is he? Hey, Matt, how you doing? <laughs> I am good, and you? Good. Matt, we've never been better. I uh, mean, this this is uh, this is something for this city. I'll now, tell you. Now we know how you feel. Yeah, we 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 know how you feel. It's pretty special. Hey, l- Listen, you you know, and you don't ever, ever, ever take it for granted, and you live it up, you know, all the way until the the big kickoff to the Thursday night season opener with probably what's going to be a heck of a show there, oh, and yeah. uh, and soak it all in, man. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an awesome ride. It was uh, it was special to watch. Jeff was at the parade yesterday with his son. Um, to see the city reacting the way it has. did have some questions for you about the game a little bit. Uh, obviously, you know, you're more in tune with the coaches thinking than us. What was the impact of Malcolm Butler not playing in that game? We were, we were surprised to see Eric Rowe out there uh, sort of on an island a lot with Alshon Jeffrey and some other receivers. Well, you weren't alone. We had, you know, several million people here in New England that were wondering what happened and why he was on the field and, what those guys were going to do to, you know, make up for the loss of, you know, a guy that's been there all season and done a pretty good job, right? I mean, the guy's been a good player, and, you know, whether or not he struggled is uh, is something that I'll leave to, 
you know, other people that can judge that position a little bit better than I can. But, you know, I think he's a great guy. And I think uh, for whatever reason, you know, coach felt like he needed to go with a change and thought maybe it would bring a spark or he just felt that it would be better. I, I know one thing, Bill does everything in, in, in the best interest of the team. And it's kind of cliche and, and people have heard it before, but it truly is the uh, the way he does things. So whether that was a, the right call or not, I think it's hard to – hard to really say, right? I mean, there's a lot of things they could have done better in that game. The the secondary definitely could have done a much better job. And, and uh, you know, I think it would have been great to have him out there. But, you know, unfortunately he wasn't. And I think that from, for the, the biggest thing that I look at it as is as a unit, when you're missing a guy that's been there with you for a long time, it can be difficult to adjust to it. So, you know, I think that's probably the thing that affected them the most, right, was the fact that they didn't have, you know, a guy that really understood, you know, all the ins and outs, and now the communication's got to be tighter, and, you know, a lot of things have got to be, you know, figured out in real time, and that can be difficult. Yeah, I mean, Eric Rowe didn't even get the benefit of the practice reps, it seemed like, during the week, so that was kind of surprising. Obviously, Gronk was pretty dominant in the second half. What was the significance to you of Cooks being uh, knocked out early in the game by Malcolm Jenkins? How did that change things for New England's offense? Well, look, it, it definitely helped Philly, you know, in terms of, you know, what they have to take away and then the deep threat and the ability for him to make the big plays down the field. And, look, every offense dials up those big plays at times. And when you take away a guy that can be a big play type receiver, you know, you have to look at how you're doing, what you're doing, and when you're taking your shots and how you're taking them. So it, it has an effect on it. And, look, he's – He's he's really been a guy that I, I feel like has has come a long way since the beginning of the season. You know, he's a talented guy. He's a guy that can get open and can do some, you know, really good things in the field. So it definitely had an effect. But you know, other guys had to rise to the challenge. And when you look at that game, you know, if the offense is scoring over 30 points, um, you know, you hope the defense can can help out a little bit. And obviously, our defense wasn't able to do it. Both offenses played really well, um, but you got to give the edge. To to Philly in all three phases of the game. I mean, they did just such a great job from start to finish. And, you know, they didn't get worn down by the Patriots offense, you know, where you've seen other teams do that. They hung tough and they made the big plays when they needed to, especially at the end of the game. It was pretty exciting to, to watch that. I, I just pretty amazing. So, so now you played with Gronk, right? I did two seasons. You yeah. want to be an actor? <laughs> <laughs> well, that hey, was look, a, yeah. uh, that wasn't the question. I was gonna ask. <laughs> go in your direction, but but, but you know, I I always wonder because after a game like that, your your mood has to be you're just down. And, and when reporters ask, you know, are you going to retire? Asking him in that moment, I'm sure that you know after I don't know, did you lose a Super Bowl or did you only win three, five? No, I lo- I lost two of them. Oh, so okay. I, I've I've been in that situation. I retired after my last Super Bowl, but. You know, for me personally, I, I knew I was going to retire at the beginning of the season when it was all done. Whether we won or lost, it didn't really matter. I mean, you know, you, you, your career is your career, and, and uh, you know, everybody has their way of exiting the game. Some of them are forced out. Some of them, you know, hang on to the very end till the wheels fall off, and there's a lot of guys in between. And, you know, I think you see a growing number of guys that are looking at, you know, life after football and, you know, whether they have other interests and other things that they want to get to. Um, you know, I played with a lot of guys that said, hey, you know what, after this season I'm retiring, you know, had nothing to do with how well they were playing, 
um, or really even their age, it was really more of a fact that, hey, I've got, I've got this other career that I studied for in college or I've got other things that I want to do. And I think you see a lot more of that in today's game. So, you know, for a guy like Gronk, he's done about everything you can do, right? Um, right. He's had a great career and he has been beat up. But, it, you know, really guys are, guys are used to getting beat up and you overcome whatever surgery or whatever, you know, injury that you have. And that's part of the competitive nature of being a professional athlete. But um, at some point, you know, you look at life after football and I think, you know, for him, sounds like he's contemplating that. We'll see what happens. I mean, if he's not out there anymore, I know one thing, football is going to be a lot less fun. (laughs) Were you surprised, but before Jeff gets to the beverage question, were you you surprised uh, with the fact that Josh McDaniel spurned the Colts and and decided to stay with the Patriots? I think everybody was surprised at that one. You know, he uh, he's a guy that did 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 a you know decent job in Denver. It didn't end up the way that he wanted it to. And you know, obviously, um, you know, every time you go into a, a new position, boy, there's a heck of a learning curve, and no bigger one than NFL and head coaches. But um, I always felt like he'd be a good good head coach, and seemed like Indy was going to be the fit. And so when he didn't go you know, shocked everybody. And I think that, you know, there's there's probably a lot going on behind the curtain in New England here. And uh, they obviously made him a great offer. And, you know, part of it is just the lifestyle, right? When you're a head coach and never really knowing, you know, what, what kind of certainty you have in your job. And, you know, the rate at which these guys fail is extremely high. So um, I think for him and his family, being able to stay in New England and the Kraft family making it uh, – highly profitable to do so was pretty compelling obviously yeah there, there's nothing wrong with that when they make that happen um what do you so you're watching the game you're you're Patriots and you want a, a different result I kept wondering people who aren't Eagles fans was the game as exciting as it seemed for somebody to watch obviously you wanted a result but to me the, it was just an offensive shootout neither defense could really stop the other I, I just found it a very enjoyable football game not a ton of penalties. Some I would have preferred to have seen called. Some I didn't think should be called. But there was a really good flow to the game, and it was it seemed pretty exciting. Is that the way you looked at it? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a great game. I mean, you know, in New England, we're kind of used to hanging on to the very end. So, you know, the idea that it was a close game was great. The idea that, you know, we're watching these teams moving, moving the ball up and down the field was, was fun to watch, you know, and how's it going to end and, you know, all that stuff. I think it was a, I think it was a great Super Bowl. Obviously it didn't work out real well for the guys out here in New England, but, um, you know, good game, hard fought, you know, a lot, a lot of really interesting plays and play calls. And I thought that, you know, what Peterson, what coach Peterson did in, in, in that moment where he obviously has, you know, practiced ad nauseum, probably, you know, what to do in a certain situation and when to run a play, and what he did right before the half was as good of a job coaching chess match-wise as I've seen in a long time. And he did it against one of the greatest, you know, if not the greatest they coach. Had a, they had apparently um, only practiced that play three times. And, and then they ran it. And it, I don't know if you saw the NFL films we were talking about earlier, but Foles went to the sideline and suggested it to Peterson. And Peterson looked at him, took a break for a second and said, yeah, let's do it. And, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you love to see as a fan with a team. You know, Jeff was saying the the – the confidence that a coach has in his backup quarterback to go with that. I mean, that, that was gutsy there. Oh, it's incredible. Look, I mean, you know, one, one of the toughest things and the reason you practice a play like that is because the most disciplined defenses on earth 
will have an answer for pretty much everybody, you know, at any point, anywhere they line up, except for the quarterback. And when you're in that position and you're at, at, at that point in the game, I mean, that's not something that you have dialed up in your mind um, if you're a defensive guy. So um, great play call, unbelievable shot, and execution obviously was was very well done. So, you know, you got to give the hats off to them. I mean, those guys did an incredible job. So, so Matt, the people in Philadelphia, I think at least our, our fans, have uh, really enjoyed having you on the show. And we might need an offensive lineman next year. Come be- back. Be- be- <laughs> because Jason Kelsey, if you haven't heard, is now everybody has him running for mayor. He's a mummer. Um. <laughs> did you see his speech yesterday? <laughs> I did not. Was it a good one? We will send you the link. Yeah, uh, we can't don't watch it. Don't watch it with kids around. Uh, but it, it was it embodied the heart. It really. I mean, he basically called out every player that had been called out by media or somebody throughout along the way, uh, and it was very passionate and. I mean, that's the thing that's cool for us to see the passion the players had for the city to give back through all this. Well, look, um, again, it's, it's, it's an amazingly special time, whether you're a fan or, you know, a player or a staff member or whoever. I mean, it's just, yeah, you, you, you put in an amazing amount of work to get to the point where you can say that you're battling for a world championship and then to win it. That's a whole nother level. So. You know, those guys should feel great about it. Look, uh, uh, by the way, just, just for the record, our auction winner, or oh, yes. raffle winner, I should say, was a guy from down south, right? Eagles and fan? Uh, huge Eagles fan. Really? From Philly. He brought his son. I mean, how amazing is this? We, I called him up Friday in the afternoon, told him, hey, man, we need to get you up here because our flights are leaving from Boston. He flew up like hours after I called him. He grabbed his 10-year-old son from school on his way to the airport, and they had the time of their lives. It was just, it was really cool, you know, to hear from them and uh, know that, you know, obviously that's a memory that will last forever. So all ended well in the raffle world, and uh, and, well, and obviously. Well, to be cool fair. It, it didn't end well for it, Jeff it, it because Jeff well. bought a bunch of raffle just, tickets. Just so everybody knows what we're talking about with the raffle, um, everybody should go to the, the website for the Light Foundation, which does amazing work and had a raffle. Um, and the win- you gave, a hundred. I think it was $100 a ticket. or I, I forget what the amount was, but um, we bought we bought a raffle ticket or a bunch of raffle tickets, and my son kept checking your website. <laughs> 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 oh, man. <laughs> And I'm like, that. so it ended well for the family that went, but Jeff's got some splaining to do. Yes. So then when I saw when when the Light Foundation tweeted that it was the winner was from Georgia, I'm like, seriously, they they better not be like a Falcons fan. Well, we. Oh uh, so no, it, it was it, it, was, it was incredible. Well, yeah, no, it was it really was incredible, man. I mean, and 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 look, if uh, you know anybody wants to know, MattLight72.com, sound self-serving. It's not. It's all about the kids and our programs and what we do and it's 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 an amazing thing we it raised a ton of money and uh like i said man i mean you know hey whoever supports the foundation i support and the fact that it was an eagles fan made it pretty cool for them to be there at that time yeah that's amazing well we are really glad that you were able to come back on with us that we were able to support the light foundation a little bit let our uh, listeners know about it where can we find your vodka also jeff will be out searching for it (laughs) <laughs> we we will be coming to your state very soon. We we have we'll it on our radar. 
Yes, and we will make sure you guys get some. Yes, make sure to send an alert to Jeff so that he's aware. <laughs> and uh, th- Matt, thanks so much for joining us through this. It was a ton of fun, and uh, I'm not really sorry that you didn't get the result you wanted. I got to be honest, but uh, we really enjoyed having you on, and it's it's been so much fun for us to be a part of this. So thanks, man. Thanks a lot, Matt. Well, appreciate it. You guys got you know fly eagles fly for the next year. You earned it. Thank you so much. You have a great one, Jeff. How cool was that? How, you got you got a patriot to say fly eagles fly. I did. That was pretty exciting. Do we, do we have anybody here that might be able to say fly eagles fly with a little more enthusiasm? We do. Though? We have a, another fan on the line. Tracy, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, guys. Sorry to keep you on hold. Matt Light had to sort of pay off his uh, words a <laughs> from a couple of weeks ago. So tell us about it. You you watched the game. What did this mean to you? No. Well, wait. Yeah, where, where did you watch the yep. game? I was there, second row, Eagles end zone. Oh, my goodness. Uh, had some seats up in the 300 level and decided no way could I be up there if they won. So spent a small fortune, but don't regret any penny of it. And uh, down in the second row, a bunch of professional photographers around us, right over the, the tunnel where they came out. So we got to see them as they were all getting hyped up to come on the field. Um, so it was fantastic seats. So and you, you sat in the end zone where Alshon Jeffrey caught the touchdown coming your way. Yes, in the Eagles end zone. Yep. Very nice. That must have been cool to see up close and personal. It was. So, so did I you... had gone to the Super Bowl in 2004, so this really meant a lot. So tell us the difference in atmosphere there between this and that. You know, when I was describing the Super Bowl in general, having been to 2004, um, there weren't a lot of fans there. I mean, the Super Bowl, I think, in general is celebrities and people who just want to say they went to the Super Bowl. But certainly this time... You know, you had a huge fan base. You had at least half the stadium. Some people put it at 75% Eagles fans. So you felt people around you when they scored cheering and jumping around in 2004. I don't think anyone around us cared about who won or lost that game. And it was, yeah, it was magical. And then did you come in for the parade? I did not. I streamed it from my office. Um, Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it. I live in Chicago now. So I kept my season ticket since I left 12 years ago and fly home for a lot of the games and have followed them since 1988. So you literally fly, Eagles fly. Yes. (laughs) So what did this... The first year I went... What what did this mean? I mean, you're obviously a longtime fan. We could talk about what it meant from us, but I love hearing other people's stories. Did you, you know, did you watch it with family? Did you call people? What what did it mean to you and, and the people around you? So my family is actually lifelong Patriots fans. Oh, so dad. it was even better. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't, everyone kept saying, are you talking to your dad? I said, we don't speak. Um, when we won, there was dead silence on the texting, and eventually he wrote and said, you know, good good job. And I said, well, at least I now know how you feel each year. <laughs> and um, I'm at MM Florida right now, and my dad just got out of the car, and I have my Eagle shirt on, and he looked at me and said, you must be adopted. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get back in the cab and go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but, so, you know, so what? Uh, but what? I've moved a lot. Y- yep. Y- you you are a huge Eagles fan. Um, travel a lot for to see the Eagles and see different events, from what I know. And and so, what did it mean to you to see the Eagles? What what was the emotion that you had when the Eagles won? Well, you've seen that I was lucky enough to have a professional photographer catch or capture my moment. <laughs> Jeff has seen it. Um, I mean, just quiet, stunned with tears coming down my face. The people around me actually had have since said to me, you know, they expected me to do something different. But 
<laughs> I mean, I was there at every NFC championship game. I was there in 2004. Honestly, I think a lot of it was shock. Um, and we walked home through the Skyway through Minneapolis to our Airbnb, all with Eagles fans. And again, it was a state of shock. Um, we didn't necessarily go out to a bar. We just took it all in, and I think I still am. I uh, purchased about two grand in Eagles memorabilia, <laughs> and I got a call from the Eagles Pro Shop um, telling me that if I wanted to order anything more, they'd give me a discount. <laughs> well, look, Jeff may be calling you. Yeah, because, do you have a code? <laughs> yeah, Jeff may be calling. He'll get he'll get gifts for others. So don't don't worry. Uh, we but are. No, it, I mean it's it's a culmination of about 14 years of following them um but since 1988 i looked it up the fog bowl was the first time i had seen a game as in living in philadelphia and randall cunningham um just drew me in um and ever since then yeah i've seen every game i don't uh, i can tell this one story the funeral of my grandmother back when we played atlanta falcons in a playoff game it might have been the championship game on a saturday night that was, when doc, was, that was when doc hit algie crumpler i remember yeah, that game and uh I I went to the funeral in Providence, Rhode Island on Saturday morning and got on a plane, and there's not anyone in my family who thought my grandmother would be hurt that I made it to Philadelphia for the playoff game. I got out of the cab. I mean, I got in a cab at the airport and went straight to the stadium. <laughs> well, that's so, amazing. Yeah, it's just a culmination of years of following them, and, man, it finally happened. Well, we are so glad that you and everybody else got to experience it. It must have been amazing yeah. being there memories that you will have for a lifetime. And I can't wait till September 6th. (laughs) Well, we we all look forward to that Thursday night when things start. And thanks so much for calling in to tell us about it. Thank you, guys. Have a great one, Tracy. Take care, Tracy. That's the cool stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, people who have, you know, I saw there was somebody who literally went to the Super Bowl parade with ashes of a family member because that's what they wanted. I, I, I'd hate to be standing close to that person, though. Right. You know, you may, <laughs> may choke a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, I, I, I've had a hard time finding words for this. I just sat there after I tackled my wife because I was so excited. <laughs> and I was, you know, jumping up and down. I'm just looking at the TV going, oh, my God, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. It just, it took a little while to hit me. So w- we now only... <laughs> have a couple minutes yeah we're not even going to take a second break we're just keep talking yeah let's uh forget the advertisers right yeah we we still we still love our advertisers next week we promise thank you verizon shares and and coons real estate we'll give a plug-in for you we'll make sure to play extra ads for you but i i hate to bring us down but something happened today don't go there well no there was a press conference don't go there from brian colangelo don't go there who said what he said that markel fultz can shoot his range is the paint. Right. He and said that and, and he, when are we going to see him? Well, maybe not this year. And Apparently, it, we have a red shirt program I wasn't aware of. Is, is he hurt? Uh, not a, not seemingly. No. So, so, so we it have... It was a baffling press conference. We have the first pick in the draft. Why are you bringing us healthy? down at the end of the show? Be- this exciting, happy just, talk. Because this just happened. And, and it, it is stunning to me that a guy who is healthy is not going to play. Because he forgot how to do what okay. got him drafted. Stunning. <laughs> I can't say it with a straight face. Stunning, but is it surprising at this point? Like, isn't I, this what we all expected? 
No. Yes. No. No. You did. You expected Markel Fultz not to play because he forgot how to shoot. Not at the start, but once he was out with a shoulder problem, and I saw what was going on. Yeah. I kept joking with you that we are going to redshirt another first round draft. I know, pick. but you're you're partly saying that based on a history of redshirting people who had injuries. I'm saying it on a lack of trusting the Sixers. Boy, you're the one loud, who's you're the one who's in here talking about how now you love Sam Hinkie and you trust the process no, again. No. No. What I what I <laughs> what I said was I didn't think that I would miss Sam Hinkie. But I do because I know one thing would have happened. Sam Hinkie wouldn't have had the first draft pick because he never trades up. He trades down from war picks. I'm going to get you a Sam Hinkie jersey. <laughs> In Hinkie you trust. I just, I just, you know, every time, you know, as, as I'm a season ticket holder. It's a, it's a and problem. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, I'm going to go to a game tomorrow night. I would be love to see. Are you the going whole tonight? Game. No, I'm not. You're going tomorrow. tomorrow. I'm going tomorrow night. Okay. Uh, yeah. Embiid's questionable for tonight. Really? Yeah, apparently. Oh, well, that's going to stink for the fans. So they're playing the Pelicans, right. chance to win. I mean, they've been playing not terrible. I know, but how, how great how great a match, a center matchup would that be to see Embiid tonight? Look, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays. I yeah. mean, they kind of play this game every game now. Will he, he play? Won't he play? He warms up, and then he, he might play, he might not play. So I'm going to ask you the ultimate question. Is Markel Fultz going to be okay? I have no idea. Because I don't how can you come out and say his range is the paint? There's an old saying that sometimes should, no should. comment is better than the comment that you give. It applies here. And we have a situation where J.J. Redick is a leader of the team is saying we shouldn't keep taking videos of his shot and we shouldn't do this. But Nothing but the, annoys me more than the videos that they put out of him dunking. Because <laughs> Why? He's got good form on that. But they're not going to put him on the court to do it because he can't apparently do anything else. So stop putting it out and bugging me. I don't, the funny thing is they want to keep showing you the videos of him dunking, but they don't want to sh us to show the videos of when he's shooting from his chest instead of shooting over his head. He's pretty much doing a two-hand set shot right now. It's really a problem. It really, it's, it's. I mean, look, I'm five six, and I could probably block that. I, I, <laughs> I have a hard time forming words for this whole situation. Well, I'm glad that you've had us end this show on a high note. <laughs> we got 20 seconds left, and we're not going to have our first Super Bowl week again. Sum up for us what happened. You just did. It's the first Super Bowl week. Eagles fans, the city of Philadelphia. The Eagles themselves did themselves proud. The city did itself proud. The, Jeff, the Jeffrey city Lurie. government did itself proud. This was a great week for this city. Jeffrey Lurie summed it, it up when they said, what does this mean? Everything. Yep. Thanks for joining us wait, on The Heart of Sports. More, We're out of time. Pitchers and catchers report next week. They do. We'll yes. join you next week on The Heart of Sports. Thanks, everybody. Have a great one. Bye-bye.